Not one, but two gargantuans descend upon Greater Tokyo in a battlefield of death. It's the War of Gargantuas. When you're a Frank, you're a Frank all the way from your first lightning bolt to your undying day. (laughs) 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 Do you know what this is from? Do you know why I did that? Uh, No, because it's Frankenstein? I don't know. No, No, because the main, the American is Uh actually from West Side Story. He sings sings that song. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Rust Hamblin. Yes. 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 Okay. Wow. I'm glad I could do that for you. Holy cow. <laughs> I cannot believe I just made that connection. I have seen West Side Story like too many times. And now I've seen this twice. And I never made that connection. I, I am a doofus. So <laughs> speaking of doofuses, I'm a double doofus, triple doofus. Ooh. I said the War of Gargantuas, and it's the War of the Gargantuas oh. in our preamble. And and third of all, last week I called the movie The War of the Gargantuans. It oh, did have you say Uns? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know if I watched the right movie this week. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't catch it either. Out. I thought, I don't know. Man, dude. This this where has our production quality gone on this ep- on the show, man? Oh well, the longer we go, the longer our brains start to fade and we start to perform worse. You know, some people get better as they do things over and over. We get worse. <laughs> <laughs> We've just progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. That's yeah. why we might need a relaunch, Alex. Oh, uh, a mm. relaunch? No, mm. don't say such things. Yes, a relaunch, a relaunch, a relaunch. We shall well, see. That might happen uh, soon. But let's go ahead and jump into this episode, shall we? Oh, are the police coming for you? Eric, are you under arrest? Did you do something? Oh, man. I was wondering if you could hear that. <laughs> pretty loud. That was loud. That was pretty loud. Did you shoot someone? I did not. Okay. I did not. That's what someone that shot someone would say. After last week's Frankenstein Conquers the World, we would re-return with the semi-sequel, The War of the Gargantuas. More popular than its predecessor, Gargantuas features not one, but two giant monsters, and certainly more action. But does bigger really mean better in this case, or does this sequel fall on its face? Alex, what you think? <sighs> does my silence speak volumes? I don't so, know. We'll see. Sorry, everyone. This thing doesn't just fall flat. It's like pancake flat. Except for maybe a pancake where like all the air didn't get out. So maybe it's got some little bumps. Maybe you didn't stir it enough when you're making the batter. So it's a little chunky. So it does have like a few things going on. But <laughs> Man, your analogies are worse that. than Russ Tamblin's, man. Because <laughs> <But>, there, <laughs> there is some good stuff here, though. Like... But the thing is, even the good stuff is like overstuffed. Um, mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's got long, boring battles with the military. Like, 
CC was going to sit down and watch this movie with me. And then, mm. like, upon minute 20 of military uh, yeah. <laughs> military action, she was like, I'm going to bed. I'm sorry. And I said, I would, too, if I could. Um, so, <laughs> the thing is, like, the, the, the film does have, though, some sprinkles of interesting uh, Frankenstein character beats, actually, mm-hmm. that I really liked. And uh, unlike, the, unlike him, the characters, while not large, they are largely uninteresting. Um, and it's kind of sad to see this time around because they were kind of the highlight of the last movie. And while yeah. I saw the merit in a lot of last week's movie, I could see why people really liked the other movie. I don't yep. know if I quite see it here. Um, huh. Unless, of course, someone references some specific moments in the last 20 minutes or so of the movie. But even then, I don't... This is one I just don't quite get. Yeah, well... Like last week, I had actually seen this movie before, you know, during my own personal little kaiju quarantine fest that we talked about last week. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. And I I remember not liking it as much as Frankenstein Conquers the World. And upon rewatching it, I just remembered why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, we get a lot more, actually, in terms of miniature work and monster action. I mean, much more. Mm -hmm. And much of the action is well done it's it's hard to complain about it except that it is overstuffed like you mentioned generally yeah. speaking though I, I i also do want to commend this film for how it handles the terror right this actually has some pretty horrific and terror-filled moments it might be the scariest of the classic toho films it probably is, really. If I was watching this as a kid, this is one that would probably frighten me. Those monster designs are scary, and what they end up doing to people is even scarier. Honda hardly holds anything back on this one with all sorts of disturbing violent deeds, including eating humans alive, right? Um, I'll save my issues for a minute, though. Did you appreciate just how horrid this one got? Yeah, you know, your question does remind me that I did enjoy the beginning of this film. Um, the boat scene in particular is really great with the octopus trying to get him and then oh, yeah. uh, whatever this gargantua's name was called, Gaia? Is this Gaia? Gairu. Yeah. Gairu, sorry. Gairu comes in and tries tries to get him too. So I really like that Gyra. moment. Gaira, Gaira. Gaira, okay, Gaira. <laughs> um, and so... There's even that moment where they're all swimming away and he's just picking them off all one by one. Really yeah. cool moments like that. He even eats that one lady and spits her out. Uh, oh, it's yeah. like her shoes or bones out or something, <laughs> which was really great. And then we do get one scene later on where he's like in the mist and he appears in the fog, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome mm-hmm. imagery. Um, but other than that, things never quite felt tense for me like mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the film and although i did like the look of the creatures mostly um the retcon of frankenstein into a monkey is yeah. nonsensical and i, I just I, I was staring at the screen going why like even Cece, who caught barely any of the other movies was like he did not look like that and i'm like i know and i don't know why they did that Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in terms of the horror, though, like I, it could be that I didn't quite pick up on it because, well, I just didn't care what happened to anybody. 
Like, there's no Nick Adams here, yeah. here so why would I care? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think a lot of my issues align with yours, Alex. And the first issue being the human story. We just don't really get one. <laughs> yeah. um, can you tell me what the human story was about? Nope. Because I really can't. <laughs> I, get, I really can't. But we get enough time with these characters that the story needs to count for something, but it just doesn't. Right? That's a big uh-huh. issue if your story doesn't count for anything. <laughs> yeah. Two, and we just got our, our next one-star review on iTunes, Alex. <laughs> Two, <laughs> as a sequel, this falls flat, like you were mentioning. I know it isn't really a direct sequel. It's supposed to be this kind of quasi-sequel, but it is a sequel. <laughs> um, it is. So we have some of the same actors from the last one and a new American actor, but they're all completely playing completely new characters, which is confusing. Uh And then it refers back to the last Frankenstein in the previous movie, but then gives us that completely different backstory for that Frankenstein. And it just doesn't work. You didn't need to do that, right? You wasted a lot of time filling in a gap that didn't need to be filled. Right. Just start up from where the last one left off and you'd be fine. It's like they literally just started the movie off by shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's make and this needlessly complicated. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. Third, I'm with you as, as far as like the horror elements not reaching their potential. And this, this last part may be the most controversial, I'm sure. But I don't like Ifakube's score here. Um, I mentioned before... I really appreciate how Honda was willing to go, how far Honda was willing to go in terms of terror. But the score is just same old Ifakube, right? There's no real nuance here to differentiate this film from any other Godzilla-esque film. And I think that's a problem. Where if you had leaned into more of a tense horror sort of score, you could have really brought the tension up to another level. Yeah, I mean, you really could have. And if you cut out some of those military test sequences in the middle where it's just like them firing on Gyru or whatever his name is, if you removed probably almost all of that and changed the score and just, you could have probably improved this movie quite a bit. Mm -hmm. If you made this movie about an hour. You could have improved yeah. it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, I Again, I mean, you said this about my points, but I'm going to say it about yours. I think you hit on all the points that I agree with. <laughs> I, Man, this is not good when we agree <laughs> on a movie that we don't like. This is this is kind of new territory. I know. <laughs> like, I think the score is just so flat that mm-hmm. honestly, like, I didn't even notice it really. And not in like a, oh, it blended so well into the scenes type of way. It's like, no, like this is lazy kind of way. Yep. Yep. And I like the brief moments that we do get with characters, but honestly, it's not enough. I just don't care about anything that happens in the film. Yeah. Uh, th- that being said, except for, you know what? I did care if that one lady got eaten, the singer. Yeah. Her and then the girl that, that did get eaten got spit uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. I, I did actually care about the two of them more than I ever did anything else. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because it was there was terror in those moments, right? Like there were split moments of humanity. That's what made those moments so powerful and gruesome. Is you had moments of humanity followed by these these stark moments of terror, 
And so you did care about those characters, mm-hmm. right? Even though they're just snippets of, about them, you cared about them. So there was actual weight when they died or were injured in the case of the singer. Yeah. And, and there is another character in here that I actually did appreciate. And mm-hmm. that is Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call him by his other name because it's stupid <laughs> to give him another name. Santa. You won't call him by that. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> What, why, why would a movie give your character two different names? Whatever. Okay. So what I really did like, though, about Frankenstein was that he had these attempts at pacifism, which mm-hmm. is very in line with what happened in the previous movie, I feel like. I feel like that character would have done that. And he did everything he could to not fight his brother. But when he realized that others were really just going to be forever in danger if he was there, and once he realized that there was not a pacifist route out of the situation, he started dropping bows from the top ropes. Hmm. Like I actually kind of related to him in that moment. I was like, yeah, like I would try to cool this off however you could, but eventually you have to flick that switch and take things a different route. And I thought that was cool, but even though it was a cool moment, how does this movie follow up cool moments with one of the weakest endings yeah. I have ever seen for this show? Like yeah. what laziness that ending was. I had to go back a minute because I was like, <laughs> did that really just end? <laughs> right. I really right? did. So much. This movie, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This movie. Well, what's our audience? It was half butted. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, look, I guess my other hot take here is actually a positive towards the film. And it's it's a complaint that many people have that I just am like, eh, if that's what you're going to complain about, I guess, Ooh, I mean, that's your prerogative. It? But, like, like, really, we don't need to complain about this when there's all these other issues. And that's Russ Tamblin's performance. Oh, um, he's fine. Well, most p- people hate Russ Tamblin. Look, they they think like he is why the movie's so bad. No. But he, here's the thing. He has several things going against him. One, he's not Nick Adams. That's his major crime. Right. right? He's not Nick Adams. And that is hard to replace. Like you can't replace Nick Adams. It is. <laughs> Two. Uh in pieces that have been written about this movie, Tamlin has been described as hard to work with. I'm sure that's the case with many American actors in Japanese film. I don't think that comes through in his performance. Agreed. Right. It could taint your perception of it, but I I don't see it coming through. And three, his character just doesn't help. Dr. Stewart is just kind of a jerk, honestly. He's got these crude analogies <laughs> and then sometimes harsh comebacks, like when he tells Dr. Majita to basically stop asking questions because they lead to nowhere. Like it's it's just hard to like this guy. He's got no real likable moments. He's just an American. So do I like that character? No. Am I really trying to defend Russ Tamlin here? No, I don't I don't know anything about him. I, I, I forgot that he was the, the West Side Story guy. Is, is, I mean, <laughs> wow. And do I think his performance is terrible, though? Not really. It's just yeah. a performance in a pretty mediocre movie with a bunch of mediocre performances. I'm right there with you, man. Ooh, lockstep <laughs> on Ooh. this one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is interesting. Uh, MVM Plus today. 
we talk about we talk about a myriad of things. We talk about video games. If I should get a PlayStation or an Xbox, we talk about Undertale and um, Delta Rune. Is that what's called Delta Rune? Yeah. Yes. We talk about um, Eternals first uh, kind of critical reception that has come out about it and our impressions of that. We what else did we talk about, Alex? It was a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, Dragon Ball. Always. Dragon we, Ball. we talked a little bit about Dragon I Ball. Just briefly, yeah, all my feelings on Super. Yep. Yep. So that's over on patreon.com forward slash MVM pod where you can find that episode in our entire backload, backload, oh, <laughs> backlog wow. of previous conversations. Man, this this movie has really done a number on me, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it does. But guess what, Eric? <laughs> You still have to talk about it because now we're going to do our awards. Yep. So the first (laughs) award is the coolest character award. Who'd you got for your coolest character? Uh, I had to go with the fisherman at the very beginning of the film. He survives not just a giant octopus, (laughs) but he also survives Gairu. Uh, And Uh and that means he is the fastest swimmer of all those people that he has to outswim as well. Like He had to fight for his survival. So, yeah, that was pretty terrifying. That. Whenever yeah. guy guy is like walking, swimming, yeah, <laughs> and those guys are flying. Those they guys are so some fast. fast swimmers, man. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, had to train to be on the sea. They had to outswim their boat. They really did. They really did. And then you see the size of the boat, and you're like, man, this thing is huge, and it just creates a bunch of issues for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's uh, true, man. Yeah. But, my coolest Boy. character, you mentioned him already, is Sanda slash Sonda slash Frankenstein. Just call him what he deserves to be called. Frankenstein? Frankenstein? <laughs> well, see, that's a bad name to begin with, so Sonda yeah, may be better. Yeah, I guess we should call him Monkey Man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Uh, he's, yeah, I like I liked all the points that you made. I, I, I do think he is... Er, for a monster, he's probably one of the more rational monsters that, that we'll see um, who does try to solve things through nonviolence until he has to protect others. So you have to like that about him. Um, yeah, he saves lots of people's lives. And he has some moments, like small moments of characterization that are not through dialogue that are fun and interesting. Um, but yeah, Sonda is my, my coolest character. Okay, I think it's a good. I think it's a good pick, actually. Uh, what about your most memorable line award? Uh, <laughs> my most memorable line award comes from Dr. Paul Stewart, Russ Tamlin, Tamlin himself, um, talking about why uh, Frankenstein might live in the sea now. It's not Frankenstein, but they're just kind of speculating. He says, "Oh, maybe yeah. he fell in love with a whale or something. I don't know." <laughs> what <laughs> it's so bizarre like what what are you talking about <laughs> you are a scientist <laughs> i think he's joking he is joking i think he's joking i'm like that's just a terrible line <laughs> it's just his way of admitting that they know nothing I, I that's the way I took it, but yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. It's a biz, it's bizarre. Yeah. Right. What about you? Most memorable line? Mine is also the fisherman after he survives his horrific ordeal. And this mm. is from the dub. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. The monster. 
<laughs> that was exactly right, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. I think I did it a little too fast, but that's all right. So, what about your Can't Believe That Acting Award? <laughs> so, I'm just going to take a, a moment here, because none of the performance stood out as, like, fantastic to me. No. I'm just going to take a moment to appreciate June Tazaki as the general here. It's always good to see him. It's always good <laughs> to see him. So, when it comes to, like, character actors in these films, June Tazaki has the general down. Um, the reluctant general, you know, he, none, none of his performances shine brighter than his performance in Atragon, of course, but this is a great performance that it shows who he typically plays, which is that reluctant sort of general who can be stern and no nonsense and doesn't take no for an answer and holds the line. That's his character. That's who he is. He has the perfect face for it. The perfect delivery. That's June Tazaki. This is my appreciation award. Can't believe that acting, Mr. Tazaki. Yeah, he deserves it. Tazaki-san. But not quite as much as my guy, which is... Which is who? uh, In my notes, it says, other boat guy. So this is when he's... (laughs) There's these two guys on the boat. They look down, and it's this horrific, not in a good way, image of guy man you have not said this right once Gyra. No. yeah <laughs> frankenstein too so he looks down he sees frankenstein too the green one and he's just like looking up and his arms are just moving it's a horrible uh-huh. image but the way that this man bugs out his eyes he deserves some awards because it's amazing that those things didn't go flying Alex, I noticed all your awards have come from like the first 10 minutes of the movie so far. It's because I was only awake during those. (laughs) That's what all of our one-star reviews are going to say, too. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, Standout effect award, what'd you have? Uh, There's actually some really great effects in here. There are. This actually Um, has great effects. Like, that's the thing. It's like uh, the one team that didn't phone it in it feels like to me is the effects team i agree there are a ton of good miniatures in this movie i cannot deny that and also just a ton of really cool superimposed shots uh that show the scale of these monsters Mm -hmm. so it's it's hard for me to critique that because that is really well done yeah they're they're um, you know it's so good that i'm actually going to give two for this one Mm. Um, the swimming, when they're all swimming and you see Frankenstein 2, the green one, um, walking behind them, <laughs> he's walking behind them and you see them all swimming in the water. It looks so good. Uh-huh. It doesn't look superimposed. It just, it looks great. Yeah. So it's a really effective, uh, shot right there. But then there's also when Frankenstein 2 goes up against the army, they, he's fighting them and they get him pinned and they're just firing that laser at him. And while, yeah, it does go on for what feels like five minutes, they're firing this laser at him, and it's cutting all the trees down while he's running away from them. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. Yeah. It looks so good. And yeah. uh, I was just really impressed with how they got all those to blow while he's scurrying away. It just looks so good. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Um, mine is the point of view shot from... Frankenstein 2, the green one, as we're calling them now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a point of view shot from Frankenstein 2, the green one's face. As he's looking down at the singer, 
and you see the hand holding the singer. Uh, it feels like an effect out of a King Kong movie. It does. Um, and it's really, really well done. It would have been my, oh, that's a good shot award, but there are just a couple of shots that are, are really pretty good that I wanted to make sure that we highlight. Uh, so the, the standout effect award is definitely that shot looking down at the hand holding the singer. Yeah, that's a good one. What great about your practical oh, effect? It, it was a great practical. And again, man, the effects are just so good. Yeah. But what about your, oh, that's a good shot award? Mine is uh, Frankenstein 2, the green one, coming down the <laughs> hill. Uh, coming down the hill. Like, it's a kind of an iconic shot. Like, when I think about this movie, for some reason, I think about this movie, I think about this shot, and it, it's like, the, the I, I can't really do the gate. Of, of the monster, the kind of like a sideways walk, like a, not a gallop, but, um, oh, yeah, it's really sort of interesting and otherworldly how it just starts to come down this hill, almost walking sideways, um, with its hands outstretched. You're like, man, that is not quite how a human is supposed to move because it isn't a human and it is pretty intimidating. And scary as it comes down the hill, which one of the things that we haven't mentioned, I do like about these monsters is just how mobile they are. Yes. I mean, these things run and jump and feel like fearsome beast. Uh, so I, I appreciated that. Like the, that, those elements are scary. You have that moment. Another great standout effect award <laughs> is when uh, Frankenstein two, the green one is walking through the city <laughs> And it's just stepping on cars as it goes, like on purpose, it feels like, you know, just yes, to squash them. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, it's the opposite of Frogger. It's just stepping on each car as it goes. It's awesome. <laughs> right? That's awesome. Uh, really, some great moments of effects, as I said. Yeah. How about and you? What's your, oh, that's a good shot award. Mine was a really good one. So there's a scene where these kids are walking around on the hill after we just get told by our main characters that they'll be safe and good for them for having fun and uh-huh. that the monster will be around. Yeah. And I was like, well, clearly the monster's going to show up now. And I, <laughs> and I was thinking like, how would this thing even sneak up on people? It's giant. Like that's ridiculous. But then we see a moment where it's standing right there and I don't see it for like a, a fractions of a second. Uh-huh. But then like the image slowly like kind of, fades in and you could see that he's just standing there in the mist yeah and it's awesome that image is really good and it's the best like horror moment that i I thought was in the film and it's just for me that image like i haven't seen it elsewhere but that image should be the iconic one yeah yeah that's great that's great yeah i honestly I will say the film has a lot of those cool shots. There's a lot in the construction of this movie that's not bad, right? Yeah. I'm being harsh on it. And so maybe we should move on on to our rating and rankings, Alex. If you were worried about being harsh on it, I don't know if you want to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to give it some props. As I said, we'll move on. And as I said, I want to give it some props because I do think effects-wise and even – production wise in terms of how it's shot most of that is really well done it's hard for me to complain the miniature work is really impressive there's a lot of miniature work that i haven't seen right like 
I love those, that car crushing scene that I just mentioned a minute ago, but that those action scenes are overstuffed. We get way too much of nothing happening. Feels like stock footage might be stock footage, military battles. We get an Ifa Kube score that feels like every other score that we've had before, which is unfortunate because this film wants to lean into its horror elements because it is the most terror inducing Toho classic film that I think we've reviewed or at least had the potential to be the most. Hmm. The characters do not do anything. Um, They don't really have a point, which is unfortunate because we get a lot of time with the characters Um, and it feels like that's pointless. And so when you have the pointless time with the characters mixed with some pointless time transitioning to one battle or the next, you get a film that feels like it's a whole lot of filler and could be 30 minutes less. Um, so for me, I like the production. I have some gripes. I give this one a 2.5 out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's like you said, you know, I do want to give it some props. The effects are great. It is well made. Um, But, and while I do kind of like the Frankenstein uh, character, and I like the movement of the monsters, that's where my compliments end for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, This movie is like, and I don't know how it's taken this long, kind of, but it is, it does make... I watched this. I'm like, you know, this kind of hurts Ishiro Honda in my mind. That's um, harsh. <laughs> it is. It is. But, you know, I'm thinking like this is this movie, while everything is constructed nicely, I don't feel like there's much effort put into it. Hmm. Like they, there, there wasn't this passion. I feel like there's just no passion there. It, it just feels devoid of anything. It's just the characters are lame. Even the monster fights, while kind of exciting, are hampered by a lame ending, and military actions are just boring, and they go on for like 20 minutes, it feels like. And it might actually literally be 20 minutes. Um, And if Akube's score doesn't land at all, it's just, it feels like nothing but a series of misfires with a few good moments. And... This this is a rough one for me. I, I'm gonna give it a two out of five because mm. there's not a lot of redeeming qualities for it for me. Yeah, it sounds like Subaraya is the redeeming quality of this one. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week, Alex, we'll see if Ishiro Honda can redeem himself in your mind with Matengo. Uh, no, it's not. Actually, we're gonna be watching. The Vampire Doll. I'm sorry, we had a whole segment about Matango right here. It was probably the best thing we've ever recorded. Unfortunately, it was all misinformed, and you'll never hear it. So, um, I'll talk to you next week. Good news, listeners. If you enjoyed what just happened on this podcast, that <laughs> totally non-cringy, misery-inducing, um, all of our episodes are back up on iTunes. So where they once vanished, now they're all back. Oh, man. Everyone's going to want to listen to all of our episodes after this one. Yeah. <laughs> Where we totally don't hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. I promise. We normally love all these movies or at least enjoy them. Yeah, but, uh, this is true. Just not this one. Yeah. This is 
This is the one. This is the episode that that blows our podcast up, Alex. Is this, <laughs> Everyone, this is the first episode. Is this the hardest we've been on a Showa era Toho film? Uh, on a Showa era Toho film? Maybe. I mean, I know, I know like 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 together because I know I together, really don't. Yeah. yeah, it might be Eric. Yeah, together. Yeah. What's what's the harshest we've been on a film together before? Just in general. Uh, um oh what? King Kong the King Kong oh. cartoon musical <laughs> Yeah oh man I, I I got that one out of my memory I, I did too I did too Oh man yeah that's Ooh. Andrew Roebuck's favorite movie I've heard Yeah I think it <laughs> well, is it, No it's not his favorite I, I sorry that was not right of me to say I I am I am totally misquoting him top 3 King Kong yeah. movies yeah. top 3 Yeah so, so if you want worse opinions than ours, go over to Andrew Roebuck on Twitter. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. You can email us mvmpod at gmail.com or leave us feedback at mvmpod.com. You can support us over on patreon.com at patreon.com forward slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. And if you feel so led, leave us a review on iTunes. Your review really helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Faye Basier and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, Senior Honda, Jude the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week. Try, try to, to stay, stay alive. When you're a I forgot what the beat was, which is why I had to put you on hold at the beginning. Because I was like, Cece, how does the jet song go? When you're a jet, you're a jet. Yeah. Maria Sanda. I just met a giant named Sanda. <laughs> Sanda. We should get into the musical space with our reboot. I just met a giant monster, Sanda. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And Frankenstein, too. The green one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. See ya.